Hi folks, this is Adriana Wallace and you've reached me in the life room. Thank you for joining. Today I'd like to talk a bit about what is uh, very, very common in terms of a category and, and happily common and being recognized as a category in marketing and advertising and effectively also in sales. And that is a particular segment of customer that is classed as or categorized as the multicultural customer. And oftentimes when folks hear multicultural, they think quite immediately of two particular ethnic segments. They think about customers who are coined as African-American and customers who are coined as being Hispanic. And that is correct, but um, to be quite honest with you, when you look at those two particular groupings, you will see that customers who are coined as African-American, other known as AFAM, in marketing, advertising, and sales, are actually a diverse grouping within themselves. These are customers that are actually, yes, some are actually African-American in that they are Africans who have come from the continent of Africa or an African country, and they have migrated to America, or they're possibly a first-generation American-born with African parentage, and that is an African-American. But the truth of the matter is, is that all people of dark brown skin um, are not necessarily descendants of Africa, and they don't all like to be called African-American. In fact, using the term black is okay. Even though the skin may be brown, using the term black is actually okay. Just like using the term white is okay. And then when you look at white, you look at the Caucasian makeup and there's distinguished features or associations or where people come from. So oftentimes people will say, He's Irish, he's Scottish, they're Israeli, you know, um, they, they're, they're Greek. They will say something, and those people tend to fall all into the category of white. So this is very interesting. So please uh, know that it is okay to say black, um, but for the purposes of general marketing, I think that we often, when we are dealing with um black people. We refer to them as African-Americans. People from the Caribbean countries don't actually care for that. They are Caribbeans. There are, they are Caribbean-American people. Um, they hail from Haiti or Panama or Jamaica or Trinidad or Antigua or Barbados, for example, and they would prefer to be referred to as Caribbean. Now, let's look at the Hispanic segment. That segment are, uh, happens to be people that come from um, different parts of not only South America, but also Mexico and Latin America. And there's a huge um, break there. Those are people actually who are in the Caribbean areas of the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Um, some Panamanians actually prefer to be called Hispanic. Um, because they are um, the 
only uh, South American country um, that effectively um, may have a lot of people who don't actually speak Spanish. But there are people there who do speak Spanish, and so they like to be referred to accordingly. Um, so when you look at that makeup, there's uh, Brazilians, and there are people from Colombia, um, there are people from Spain, and trust me, there are all kinds of unique distinctions there. People are often asked, are people from Brazil and people from Portugal, are these people considered Hispanics as well? Um, you know, speaking Portuguese versus speaking Spanish. Should we count them in that segment? And the answer is typically yes, but when we are dealing with the unique segmentations, just as it as is the case with Black and African American people, we need to be sure that we understand the auspices of each culture in order to market to those individuals. We also have Indian Americans who actually hail from India. We have um, people who hail from Asian countries and hail from China. And um, those folks actually need to be broken down as well when we market. Is there a way that folks who are Chinese versus folks who are Vietnamese versus folks who are from Thailand or Taiwanese, um, is there a way that, that those cultures associate and like to talk and like to be talked to that is different from other people of the Asian diaspora? The answer is yes. So when we talk about multicultural marketing, we're talking about marketing to a global consumer, a consumer that is either an immigrant or a um, first-generation um consumer in the United States and North America. And as you look to uh, market to those consumers and talk about North America, there is a huge amount of Caribbean and Indian folks who actually um, live in Canada. So that part of North America, that is not the USA. And the unique marketing uh, towards those folks, including to um, a lot of Asian people who are of Chinese persuasion, is very, very different in Canada than it is here in the United States. In fact, when you look at food marketing, the food marketing in Canada tends to be quite authentic. You tend to find lots of little shops that are owned by folks who are off those persuasions. And when you're in the northeastern states of uh, the United States in particular, it's very easy to find real authenticity um, in terms of food marketing. And in terms of marketing entertainment and music um, and film to folks of those diasporas. So what's important to understand is that multicultural is really about, again, a global market of people. It spans the entire globe. But we need to also know that gender, sex, and um Age actually also now plays a role in multicultural marketing as well as sexual orientation does. So, male or female, heterosexual or homosexual, therefore gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender, marketing to these unique cultures is something that requires deep insights. It also requires having people who effectively belong 
to those cultures on team because they can give an authentic, meaning um, a true cultural perspective of how people in that cultural set uh, are engaged, what they are most responsive to. The other thing to think about is age. So we're talking about lots of different age groups. Groups to look at are baby boomers, who are folks who are 50 and older. Then there are the folks who are the generation Y folks. And these, I'm sorry, Generation X folks. And Generation X folks are folks who are um, 49 and younger, up until about, I would say, age 30. And then you have the Gen Y. And Gen Y is that millennial grouping. They're between the ages of 30 and 18 years old. And they are the folks that grew up with the Apple computer. They grew up in the age that is truly digital. They don't necessarily know the difference between um, a stereo and iTunes. Um, They don't have much experience with that. So they are definitely students and uh, purveyors and creators and consumers of things all digital. They have experience with things arriving quick and fast, but they have incredible respect for the Generation X and the baby boomers that came before them. And then who closes out the circle? It's Generation Z. So when we talk about marketing to youth, this is a highly engaged group of folks. They are folks who are some working uh, in the United States, some in college, um, doing internships. Um, depending on their background, they their socioeconomic uh, situation, they don't make real distinctions about their sexuality. They don't make real distinctions about their um, ethnic background. They have things in common, more like food, education, entertainment, popular culture, those are the things that are truly the connective tissue for them. Though they're growing up in a time that is um, highly, highly um, sensational in terms of the things that are happening in culture as it relates to race and ethnicity, these are folks that have really come to this earth um, with a great hopefulness and a different way of being. And so this is our Generation Z. Um, most notable are folks like Willow Smith um, and the common Disney age folks that we are experiencing now. Those are the ones that are, are really leading the charge. Zaneda, for example, Disney superstar and musical artist, is another one that would be really familiar to folks when we talk about this particular Generation Z youth set. So knowing how to market to them, understanding their aspirations, understanding their dreams, hopes, and goals, understanding how they're educated, and that many of them are educated in different ways, oftentimes non-traditional, meaning many of them do not interact with paper 
as much. Uh, a lot of their classes and a lot of their homework can be done via computer and are emailed to their teachers. They're receiving their grades online, so they're not necessarily bringing home paper commendations or uh, paper report cards. This is the new generation. This is the generation of the, the day. And it's the generation of the future. And so understanding how to talk with them and being mobily enabled in our marketing and the way that we communicate and engage them is going to be very, very important. These are our multi-screeners. Um, not only do they and millennials operate on multiple screens, but they will um, often partake of communication in very different ways. So this is a set that you go to any given restaurant and will see them not necessarily talking to each other, but their phones are out. Um, and this is an aspect of their culture, not necessarily rude, not necessarily proper, but it's how they, they communicate in this day and age. It's a new generation. So what we need to understand in full is that when we speak to multicultural, when we speak to multicultural marketing, effectively, what I've described is the total market, the entire market, the entire global universe of, of uh, consumers that we market to. Um, but understanding the nuances and the unique ways in which they engage, understanding the cultural aspects of their being, and making sure that we acculturate things in their culture properly is key to winning brand allegiance with these multiculturals. If you are in the business of marketing to multiculturals and figuring out what they need and how it is to get it to them, really, really take your time and study them and understand them. A great example is to understand that women make 80% of the buying decisions in many households, that there are many women that are moms, and a lot of their leading decision-making has to do with being a mother. There's also the need to understand that millennials in particular and Generation Z like rapid response. They have a tendency to experience things online and make a purchasing decision without having a live touch-feel experience. This is even happening in the car industry. We're seeing car dealerships saying that they don't have folks actually coming in to test drive anymore, and they don't have folks necessarily sitting very long with their sales professionals to talk about a particular vehicle or model. Folks just want to negotiate price. They listen to their friends online. They go into online forums. They go onto the websites of these companies, these car companies in particular, and they kind of do some virtual test driving for lack of better expression, make a decision about the vehicle that they want, probably go in that same day and have a run through of the vehicle, drive the vehicle then, and then put their down payment down. So it's a very, very different age than the age of maybe five or even 10 years ago, but it definitively is a new age and an age that we should be fully engaged in, an age that we should embrace, an age that we understand where just as digital is an absolute necessary in being able to be an efficient marketer and having that discipline under your belt, understanding and having the insights and having the cultural aptitude around unique ethnic cultures is very, very important to multicultural marketing. If you're on that set and if that is an area of focus for you, I wish you the very, very best in doing that. I'm available on LinkedIn and very willing to connect to marketers and folks who are specifically 
um, looking to do things in the areas of diversity and multicultural marketing. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to exchange insights and ideas around this grouping. And of course, happy to win. Thanks very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day in the life room.